0: Sunday is is one of my favorite Sundays of our Christian calendar, of our Christian year. I think think it's one of the most important Sundays that we have in our Christian year. Here in the Methodist Church, on this Sunday, every first Sunday of November, we celebrate something that we call All Saints Sunday, and it's where we create an, an intentional space in worship during the service for us as a community of believers, where we can grieve, where we can remember and where we can give thanks and reflect on those saints of our faith, the saints of our church, but also the saints of our own life that have gone on and passed before us, right? It's it's just a chance for us to sit down and to look back and to say, you know what? We wouldn't be who we are today and we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for all of those folks that have come before us. So, I mean, that can mean looking back and giving thanks for the founding members of this church. It can mean when we read our scripture today, paying attention to the whole list of saints that are referenced in our scripture. But it can also mean just looking back on your life and giving thanks for your friends and for your family, for those loved ones that you know revealed the name of Jesus to you or or showed you what it meant to live a life of selflessness and a life of love. It's, it's a chance for us to do something that I don't know if we're very good at doing on our own. I mean, I know if I can just speak for myself, if I'm being honest, I know that I feel like I could probably do a better job of just giving myself permission to grieve the folks that I have lost. To, to create more space in my life and in, in my faith journey to simply remember and give thanks for those that have gone before me and allowed me to be where I am today and who I am today. I also feel like this Sunday, how it always falls in the first Sunday of November, for me at least, it always comes around, I feel like right when I need it. I don't know if it's because it's leading into that holiday season where so often grief can really bubble up to the surface in and Thanksgiving and, and in Christmas. But it's a day for us as a church to just lean into that experience and to trust that God is with us. And to realize that this is such an important practice for us to do as a people of faith. Because I think this is a day and this is a practice that really equips us to be able to run our race well. So I'd encourage you to really do all that you can to lean into this opportunity that we have this morning, even if it feels just a little bit foreign to you and and trust that God will show up and God will lead you through this experience and, and reveal to you perhaps what you need to take away from this morning. As we seek to do that together, I want to share our scripture with you. We're going to read from Hebrews chapter 12, and we're just going to read from the first two verses. And has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God this is the word of God for you the people of God and we say together thanks be to God this passage in Hebrews in chapter 12 is found at the back half of a section in Hebrews where the great Saints of our faith are remembered Hebrews 11, the chapter right before this one, reads like almost a hall of fame for the great giants of our faith. Specifically, those big characters and names that we find throughout the Hebrew Bible or our Old Testament scriptures. People like Noah and Abraham and Moses and then a whole list of other Israelite heroes, all named and remembered in our scriptures As a way to say that we would not be where we are today if it were not for the way those folks lived. For the faith that they carried, for for their willingness to sacrifice for the sake of following wherever it was that God was, was leading them. And so in our scripture when it says at the very beginning that language of us being surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Those are the people that our scripture is claiming make up that great cloud of witnesses. Those giants of the faith make up that cloud of of faithful folks that we believe we are surrounded by. That we believe paved the way for us to be a people of faith. That we believe even go with us in our midst, giving us direction and energy and, and guidance so that we too can live a life of a saint, folks that we can draw strength and courage from. If you've never read Hebrews chapter 11, I'd really encourage you to do that today. because It really gives us a good template for how we can remember well those people that have gone before us and how we can just simply give thanks for their lives of faith. My guess is that you probably do this in your own life, at least in some capacity, right? You may not do this regularly with Noah and Moses and Abraham, but my guess is that you pretty routinely remember and give thanks for those loved ones or those close friends in your life that have passed. Those those people that you know have had a great impact on who you are today. And, and you find yourself remembering and recognizing their impact on your life. I think my point is, and, and what I'm trying to get across to you that, that I hope you're buying this morning, is that I think our own experience and our scripture this morning... It really tries to show us that this practice, this practice of simply remembering and giving thanks for those that have gone before us, is just such an important practice for us to lean into as a people of faith. It's right around this day that I always find myself thinking about my grandfather, Pete Curio. He was a United Methodist pastor in North Alabama, and he passed, and I was in about the fourth Great. So I, I do have clear memories of him and I spent a lot of time with him and some clearer than others. But really my main avenue for knowing who he was as a person is by how he was remembered. I cannot tell you how many times I have people come up to me after recognizing my last name and tell me something like the reason they follow Christ is because of his ministry and his impact on their life, especially through some tough or uncertain time that they faced and and he practiced this ministry of presence with them, that allowed them to see Christ in the midst of whatever it was they were facing. I have have so many stories about that. I was on choir tour one time as a high schooler and we were in California and somebody picked my name out of the back of the bulletin and waited around after our concert to make sure to tell me how much of an impact he had on their life. Or one of my favorite stories about him that I heard uh, somebody tell at his funeral. He was, introducing, he was introducing a new young associate pastor at his church, someone who was young and nervous and fresh out of seminary, and they were about to get up and preach their first sermon. And so it was this young associate that was telling the story at his funeral, and so he, he of course was talking about how Pete gave him this just booming introduction, like he was a preacher of the nations, and they were so lucky to have him here at their church. And, and this, this young pastor was talking about how he was just like kind of shaking in his boots, right? Like he was already nervous. And then Pete got out there like only a seasoned senior pastor can and just hyped him up, right? Set the expectations through the roof for him to get up there and preach. And this was before the days where we wore these cordless microphones where instead you just used a pulpit mic. And as Pete and this young pastor were passing each other, Pete looked at him and said, your fly's undone. It's not perfect. They were wearing robes. When he looked at him, he said, hey, your fly's undone. Just as they walked by, and he said, it was the perfect thing to just slice the tension, right? And so he got up to the pulpit, and he just felt light as a feather. I think about him every time I drive past St. Mark's UMC in Vestavia off Highway 31. That's a church that he started. In every church that I've served here in Birmingham, I've had people that in some time in their faith journey... ...found themselves at St. Mark UMC and they all said the same thing to me. I don't know where I'd be without your grandfather. Just last week, someone that goes to our church came up to me and popped in my office and said, I just, I just want you to know that my wife grew up at St. Mark. And she is so thankful for your grandfather, for what he did in that church and for what he did in her life. I guess, I guess my point is this. If I'm being honest with you, when I think about the life that Pete lived for how he is remembered, for the impacts that he made. I would be lying to you if I said it doesn't influence, if it isn't motivation for me when I think about how I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered for the same things. I want to be remembered like Pete is remembered for his ministry and for his impact. I want to have an impact on the kingdom of God that leaves a legacy that leaves people talking about the influence that I was able to have on their walk of faith. And I think this is a pretty natural turn for us to make on a day like this. As we remember those who have gone before us, the path that they have blazed, the work that they have done, I think it forces us to ask that same question of ourselves: How do we want to be remembered? How do we want to be remembered when we pass on? And and I think that's a turn that our scripture begins to make for us as well. Because if you notice in the text that we read this morning, it goes from remembering and giving thanks for that great cloud of witnesses that surround us to turning. To where all of a sudden, because of that great cloud of witnesses, because of their legacy, because of what they've taught us, because of what they've left us, because of how they impacted us, because of the mark they made on us, because of what they instilled in us, that we, here and now, that we would be able to lay down our sin so often clinging so closely to us, and we would be able to lay that down and run our own race with perseverance looking to Christ as our ultimate example for how to live and who to be so that one day we too could be a part of that great cloud of witnesses so that we too would leave a legacy so that we too would provide an opportunity for someone to grow closer to Christ so that we too could provide a place for someone to say yes to who God is calling them to be and where God is calling them to go. If you're like me, you remember and give thanks to those that have gone before you. And as you do that, the more and more you yearn to be remembered for your impact, for your ministry, and for your life. Something that nobody really prepared me for, is how having a child can really kick that function of your brain into high gear. I don't know if y'all have experienced that or not, but for me, Reed is six and a half months old now, really almost seven months old, and in these last six sh- sixes months, I had never thought more about how I would be remembered, specifically the things that I want him to remember me it's like it just started happening automatically, unintentionally. I just began to think about how is Reed going to how is he gonna see me? How is he gonna remember me? What is he gonna think about when he thinks about his dad? And and I could list for way longer than I have time for this morning all of the things that I hope he remembers me. Or another way to put that would be all of the things that I hope to reveal to him by the way that I live my life. I want him to remember me for being kind to people who may not deserve it. I want him to remember me for being patient. I want him to remember me for being centered in the midst of chaos. I desperately want him to remember me for how I loved others. I want him to remember me for how I tried to invite people in who were looking for a place to belong and a place to grow. I want him to remember me for being willing to go where God was leading. I want him to remember me for how I trusted God even when I didn't understand. I I desperately want him to remember me for my faith. I want him to remember me as someone who tried the best that he could. To live a life that reflects the life of Jesus, I spent some time this week just just writing those things down, writing down all of the things—not just read, but just all of the things that, that I hope to be remembered by. And I, I think I'd invite you to do the same thing this week—to just sit down and answer the question: How do I want to be remembered? what kind of legacy do i want to leave what kind of impact do i want to have when i get to the end of my life how do i want those closest to me to remember me by my hope is that is that you won't just ask yourself those questions in regard to you as an individual but also in regards to your family what kind of impact do we want to have as a family unit What do we want people to think of when people think of our family? And I think the same question can be asked for us as a church. How do we want to be remembered in this season, this this generation of folks that make up Bluff Park United Methodist Church? Or this generation, this season of people that make up the gathering? How do we want people to look back on the year 2022 and remember us by and for? Something that we haven't really talked about much yet is how this is the last Sunday of our capital campaign. A campaign that has been asking you to to prepare and and prepare to commit to do two things. The first is commit to another year of normal giving in 2023 to just our normal operating budget. And the second is to ask how you might be willing to to be a part of a three-year campaign that would run from 2023 to 2025 with the goal of completely getting out from under all of the debt that the church is currently under, which is about $1.8 million. And, And maybe you're thinking that it's a little unusual to have the end of a capital campaign fall on All Saints Sunday, but I hope that you can see the connective tissue that we have here this morning. Because I believe that this campaign is an opportunity for us to leave a legacy for those that come behind us, those that inherit the church from us. And, and my prayer is that that legacy would be one that doesn't include death. I don't know about you, but I want those that come into the church after us, those that inherit it from us, to inherit a church that is able to go where God is leading them to go. A church that is able to be the body of Christ for our community like we have sought to do in this season. And to be a church that is not hindered by a mortgage payment or a shadow of debt. And, and through this campaign, through this, through this day of remembrance, through that act of worship of bringing your commitment card up during communion Sunday, during communion and dropping it in the offering baskets, I think that is an opportunity for us to be a part of a legacy like that. Friends, this Sunday is really important for us as a community of believers. It's a time for us to grieve those that we have lost and to give thanks for their impact on our life. It's a time for us to to do a little bit of reflection work for our own sake. To think about how, how we want to be remembered. For thinking about the lives that, that we want to live, the impact that we want to make, the legacy that we want to leave behind. And it's also about us as a community of believers being willing to be a part of a dream, a, a part of a vision that will make sure that, that this church, Bluff Park United Methodist church to make sure that this church will be able to continue to be the hands and the feet of Christ long after we are gone. My hope, friends, is that you would lean into this opportunity, that you would be willing to give thanks for those that have gone before you, that you would spend some time reflecting on how you want to be remembered. And that you would consider how God is calling you to be a part of this church and this legacy as we seek to take our next step. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hey, friends, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for tuning into our message this week in the gathering. We hope you found it meaningful and life giving. As always, you're invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., either in person here in the chapel or online. If you want to know more about who we are at Bluff Park United Methodist Church, you're invited to check out our website. There you'll find out who we are, what we have going on, and how you can be a part of it. As always, friends, if there's anything that we can do for you, you're invited to reach out to us. We are here to help you and support you in any way that we can. We hope that you're having a great week, and we look forward to seeing you soon.